Okay, we welcome you back to the airwaves of Radio Islam International. It's, all, it's exactly quarter to 11. Now, we're speaking about the common challenges facing parents today. And for that, we're speaking to teen life coach and parent partner, Sister Serena. Sister Serena, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Radio Islam. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair for having me, brother. Alhamdulillah, Jazakallah to you for joining us. Now, you know, believe it or not, but good parenting, parenting styles in general childcare are actually a relatively new phenomenon. The scientific interest in parenting or what is the best mode to raise a child has come about in recent years. The responsibility of raising healthy, happy, well-adjusted kids can sometimes feel overwhelming for parents. They're bombarded with expert advice and societal expectations, yet often miss out on the informal support that parents half a century ago received from neighbors and extended family. Um, so to take us through this discussion this morning, we're speaking to Sister Zarina. To start off the discussion, what are some of the biggest challenges facing parents today? Um, you know, that really is a, a good question, brother. Um, if parents uh, tend to get together and talk about the challenges, most of them have, you know, long shopping lists almost to say. Uh, the challenges seem to be just escalating day to day. And in order for us to understand the difficulties and challenges facing parents today, we must understand the complexity and the change dynamics that are involved. Some of the examples of those are uh, balancing family and career. Today, both husband and wife have to work with the cost of living, with uh, you know lifestyles that they need to upkeep. Um, we need to also ensure our children receive a quality education and as parents, um, the one thing that that is sort of, um, I think, scary almost, where uh, parents are afraid to say no to their children, and then there's an all-round culture of blame, and then also a big culprit, which is an overload of information, especially with social media and um, the access that our kids have at hand. Tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, parents being afraid to say no. This is the thing. I see so many parents scared to say no to their bundles of joy, and I often wonder why. When did saying no to our children become a bad thing? I, I actually grew up in a no household. My parents used the word so often, I almost forgot that there was another option. I remember being scared of my parents. Yes, I could push their buttons as a teenager, but they always pushed me back harder. Today, it seems like we as parents are scared of disappointing our children. It seems the tables have truly been turned with children, uh, you know, the older age of children being seen and not heard has evolved to us waiting on their every want, not just their needs. As moms, we mean well. We aim to be more here for our children, more than the past generations. But have we perhaps gone too far? We've turned it into a real fear that by saying no, we will damage them. When we correct negative behavior, we are teaching our children, not punishing them. I think if we openly talk and explain to our children the reason why, they will begin to understand that some things just do have to be that particular way. I believe that this can lead to more open relationships and empathy for others' needs and also understanding their own needs later in life so that they don't have that, you know, the British uh, sort of attitude that we see uh, a lot nowadays. Okay, now, Sister Serena, you, ra you raised the point about culture of blame earlier on. What, what, what does a culture of blame, what do you really mean by that? 
Well, a culture of blame manifests when responsibility is passed onto others for mistakes made and when there is a lack of accountability. So as parents, I think we all expect our children to take responsibility. Yet we frequently hear the statement, it's not my fault, you know. Kids, mm. and, and nowadays, sadly, parents too often blame teachers for the children's lack of academic performance. You'll find kids blaming their siblings for their misdeeds, so they point fingers at each other. In my line of work, um, uh, you know, just uh, as an example, one instance, I listened to this 15-year-old explain to me why everyone else was at fault in her situation except herself. When I encouraged her to take responsibility for her actions, she looked at me as if I'd lost my mind and I was speaking a foreign language. I think generally from politicians to celebrities to our kids, no one seems able to admit that they were wrong or take responsibility these days. Everyone seems to be playing the blame game. And from here on, I think, you know, we need to look at this carefully and see how as parents we can, we can turn this around. Do you think this culture of blame can be avoided? I think as long as we are in, it is ingrained in all of us, without a doubt, um, as it generally is, it is going to be difficult. I feel the reason for this guilt is that we know that, that someone is always judging us. If we can um, lose the blame and the guilt, which is a very destructive pair, this two together is a compatible pair, but it's very destructive to us. What we can learn is to be a little less judgmental of others as well as ourselves. We need to embrace the fact that we are human and we will all make mistakes. Let's use our, our learning, our gift of learning from Allah SWT and grow from our errors. Let's cut ourselves some slack and give ourselves some credit. Let's all increase our sense of empathy and let's all be accountable for our actions. We need to understand that excuses are not helpful to us or to our children. When all members of a family start becoming accountable to each other, your kids will begin to have a clear understanding of the rules and will be much more motivated to uphold them. I think with consistency and practice, kids will learn and they will be responsible for their actions and behaviors. And it's never too early or too late to start a culture of accountability in your home. So if you haven't practiced it yet, it's never too late to start. Yeah, it's never too late. Now, the, an, another thing that you spoke about earlier in the program when you just came on, you spoke about information overload. Can you tell us how, how can parents uh, manage information overload? Maybe what is information overload in the first place? Well, information overload basically is, uh, you know, as I, as I said earlier on, uh, with social media access, kids are taking in all sorts of information. You will find if somebody's got a headache, they quickly Google, oh, what, why do I have a headache? What, you know, this is what I'm feeling. And, and Google will probably give them, a, 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 you know, a, some sort of a prognosis. <laughs> You know, we, oh, you know, you might be uh, sort of dying in five seconds kind of thing. So while we are uh, being well-informed, is also a good ch uh, choice to make and uh, to help us to make wise and healthy decisions. I think over-consuming information can be unhealthy and can lead to chronic stress and worry. I think some of the things to keep in mind as one navigates parenting in a world of information overload 
is to remember the following. First thing, you need to trust your gut. Take note and act on any concerns that you might have on your child's health, safety, or development. Ensure that you, that you consult with the relevant professionals and not uh, make any decisions and, and, and uh, like I said, diagnose, uh, prognosis by yourself. Secondly, don't compare your, your situation to someone else's. Remember, each child and parent situation is going to be different. In fact, even in one household, a parent and child relationship from, uh, between uh, each child, whether it's your, your first, your eldest, your middle, your, your youngest, each situation is different. So what works for one doesn't necessarily work for the other. Don't compare your children to each other if each child comes with their own personality. Hence, they do things differently. Another point also to avoid is to using, as I mentioned earlier, to use um, Google to, to, to find health information and tips. Um, last but not least, uh, take a break from social media. So you can, as an individual, as Lautala has given us a mind of our own, we can control the flow of information that is taken in. For example, if matters in the news upset and cause undue worry and stress to you, then change the channel. If one has a need to read or listen to the news, then make sure you have a way of leaving the worrisome thoughts behind. Don't let mull over it all the time. When I start to feel overwhelmed by all the information around me, I remind myself to only pay attention to the basic information being shared and not to let it consume me. So... Sisters and Nadzakla, so much for that wonderful information that you shared with us. As we said, you know, parenting, it might have evolved now. It might be done much different now uh, compared to the way it used to be done before. There were many, uh, you know, aunts, uncles, neighbors, etc., that also could act as a parent to the children. And it was all well understood. It was, there was no problem. So today, obviously, things have changed. But uh, just being parents, it's, it's, it's a great gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we know, every gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us, comes with an amanat and uh, you know with a trust and uh, being a parent we need to try and uh, try to be the best parent that we can possibly be not just for ourselves not just to win ourselves accolades and praises from people but to make a great difference to our children one is to make a difference to their life so that they will be better individuals they'll be better Muslims they'll be better servants of Allah and servants for the communities in which they live in but um, they can then further learn from our goals, you know, the, what we set and the parenting methods that we had for them. They can then introduce that into their lives one day when they will be parents. And uh, we can then hopefully have good, beautiful, upright and uh, Islamic societies. Sister Zirina, Chazakla, so much for your time on Radio Islam this morning. Chazakla, say, brother, you made some very pertinent uh, points. And uh, inshallah, may Allah guide us all. And, um, you know, to, to, to raise uh, good, uh, uh, good Muslims for, for the future generation, inshallah. I mean, I mean, Jazakla, so much for your time, and we hope to speak again. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. So that is Sister Zarina Davids, a teen life coach and a parent partner. She was speaking to us all on the common challenges facing parents today. As we said, the, 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 the challenges are out there, but we as Muslims need to realize that Allah is still there for us. And so long as we will turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will be guided in the right way. We have the beautiful sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have many, many ulama, senior scholars around us that we can get advice from. Uh, whatever 
whatever we're doing, whichever way we're doing it, we need to try and be the best parents possible for our children. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us and make it easy for us. That brings us to the end of today's program from myself, my colleague, Mulana Muhammad Yameen, as well as our engineer for this morning, Mulana Hamza. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.